as as I was meditating on the scripture, uh, before I read that, let me just say this: what what is it this morning that we all seek for? What are you seeking for? The Bible tells us that what we desire in our heart is what we seek after. So what do we seek for? When Jesus came and they saw what Jesus could do, and they saw the miracles and they saw the, the healings and, the, and the, all the signs and wonders He performed, the people were amazed. And so they began to follow Him and seek for Him. Isn't that true? I mean, if you heard of a man like Jesus roundabout in your own country, in your own town, in your area, you would certainly go out seeking to find this man for whatever reason. The Bible tells us that in several times, especially in the book of Luke. If you read in the book of Luke, you'll find where Luke mentions three or four times how the different ones sought Jesus. They sought for Him. Either for themselves or for somebody in their family that was sick. Uh, remember the man that was crippled on, on the cot and the, the four men brought him to Jesus. They couldn't get through the crowd so they tore the roof up and laid it down through the roof. Uh, the man crippled man down through the roof so that they could get him to Jesus. <clears throat> and so over and over and over again we find where people would search out Christ looking for Him because He was able to do something for them that no one else could possibly do. Right? Right? So all the cripples, all the lepers, all the, the blind men, they bring the blind men, those that were deaf and those that were dumb, those possessed with devils, all of those that were sick and afflicted and diseased, they would bring them or they would come, they would search out Jesus so that He could lay His hands on them or speak the Word to them or whatever it is that they wanted, whatever they needed. <clears throat> It's amazing how that Jesus was able to do such wonders. We're talking about real first class miracles. How many believe God still does miracles? I do. But I believe as yet in the world, we haven't really seen in any corner of the earth since the last 2,000 years, Quite the things that, we, that they saw that Jesus did. Now, there are miracles that happen. People get to that face talking about those people being touched. God, you know, restoring their legs and so forth and making them able to walk. But the many things that Jesus was able to do were so great and so fantastic and so overwhelming that thousands and thousands and thousands of people would flock to hear Jesus and He would heal every one of them. Everyone that was sick, He'd heal everyone. Doesn't mean that he would. He doesn't mean that he just laid hands on him and said, "Okay, he'll go away." 
uh, find a blind man and say, okay, you're healed and go away blind. When that blind man came, he left sin. When the dumb man came, he left talking. Or when the deaf man came, he left hearing perfectly. When the cripple came, been all bent up and crippled and his bones twisted and turned, when he left there, he left straight and walking when Jesus got through with him. And so one time Jesus took the handful of, of loaves, the few loaves, four or five loaves, and, and a few fish. And you know the story, right? He fed the, the great multitude. 5,000, 6,000 men, whoever it was. Two different times he did this. Besides women and children. That's what Scripture says. 5,000 men besides women and children. There could have been 20,000 people there. Or more. Who knows? I mean, how many, how many kids do they have in each household? You know? So besides the women and children, there could have been 20, 30,000. Who knows how many there? But he just talks about the men. But anyhow, the great miracle that Jesus performed. That's, great, that's a great miracle. The few loaves and the fishes and fed the thousands of people. I would have liked to have seen that and so would everybody else. And so when, that, when he got through, he sent, the, he sent the multitudes away. His disciples got in a ship and went, went across the sea. Jesus stayed alone. Later on, he left by himself and went to where his disciples were walking on the sea. You know, there was a storm that came up and they were in the ship afraid and Jesus walked on the water and, and you know, the story of all that. Well, when, 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 that, when, that, when that was over, he came back and the people began to follow and they wondered, where did Jesus go? After he'd fed the multitude and all, and Jesus had walked on the water with the disciples and they'd crossed over on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, the multitudes followed and said, well, they took ship and crossed over. Where's Jesus? He must have went with them. So they went around and took ship themselves and came across and they found Jesus. <clears throat> And when they found Jesus, they said, they said you know, what are you doing here? Where have you been? Why did you come over here? And this is what Jesus said. Barely I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the miracles. Now, again, well, Lord, I don't understand what you mean there. And, and, and then he kind of, I believe the Lord enlightened me on that. Not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Zacchaeus one time, the little short man, Jesus was passing by and he sought to see Jesus. He wanted to see Him. So he climbs up in a tree and he looked because he was short and he couldn't see Him over the heads of the people. So I get up in the tree and I look down and I'll be able to see Him. Seeking for Jesus... Well, why did he want to seek Jesus? Why in the world did Zacchaeus or any of the people want to see Jesus? Why did they want to even be around him? Why did they want to get to know him? What is it about Jesus that men want? What do they desire of him? What do they want of him? I can't imagine how it must have been for Jesus. When thousands upon thousands and tens of thousands, and listen, it's true of people who were constantly wanting His attention, who were constantly wanting Him to pay them mind, to hear their requests, to please take time 
for me. Can you imagine? We don't, you know, we think of reading the Bible, we think of Jesus and who he was and what he did, but we really don't realize the thousands of people who constantly, consistently thronged him and desired him and sought for him and looked for him and wanted his attention. Because he was a miracle worker, because he was a, a great wonder maker, because he could do marvelous, great and great and wonderful things. This man of power, this man, this, this magical person can do miraculous things and we must find him so that he can do something for me. Now I'm getting to the point. You seek me because, not because of the miracle. I said, what do you mean by that, Lord? He said, they're not seeking the miracle worker. They're seeking the miracles that can feed their belly. You only seek me because you ate and were filled. In the wilderness, the children of Israel were the same way. After all that God had done, bringing them out miraculously from the land of Egypt, all the wonders He performed, and brought them with a mighty hand across the Red Sea, opening up the Red Sea and making a wall of water on both sides, and they walked across on dry land. And when they got into the wilderness, and had nothing to eat, God gave them manna. He gave them manna to eat. And yet they complained. And yet they grumbled. They were not seeking God. They were seeking what God could do for them in their hour of need. They were not seeking the Spirit. They were seeking what they could get for their flesh. They were not concerned about their hearts. They were concerned about their hungry stomachs. Over and over and over and over again. What, it, what is it that we seek for? God can do anything. There ain't nothing God can't do. Right? There's nothing he can't do. He made the universe and everything that's in it. What is it that he can't do? But in our little minds, we have put God in this box. You know, a lot of people in the world put God in a little box. Well, there's, you know, God is God, but, you know, God is limited. No, God's not limited in your own little bitty mind. God is not placed in a little box. He can do anything. Well, God just, well, he can do anything, but God just don't do things like that anymore. <laughs> How many times have I heard that? Well, I don't know where you've been. Maybe you've been to the moon or someplace. But there's a lot of people that can testify to the power of God in their lives. There's a lot of people that can testify to what God has done for them. How many can testify to that? Oh yeah, I've seen God do a lot of miraculous things. 
in my life, your life, everybody's life. We can all stand up and testify. But is that why I serve Him? Is that why I know Him? Is that why I'm just content? I'm not seeking His gift. I'm seeking the giver. I'm not seeking how He can satisfy my flesh, but my heart. God will take care of my flesh. (laughs) I ain't never seen God fail to, to take care of me. I can give you testimony after testimony, year after year. You want me to just write it down there? A year, I can give you a calendar of every year, of every day. Get <laughs> write it down. Every day of my life, every year of my life, every moment of my life, God has always been there for me. Glory to God. Y'all see where I got it from, huh? Hallelujah. We're going to have her back preaching. Help me want to have faith to come back preaching. I haven't had her back because of, the, because of so many people coming out of town. I told her that on the phone. I said, I want you to have, have you up here. But so many people come expecting to hear Brother Bob. So, you know. But we're going to have you up. We're going to have you. See, you didn't come already. God, God brought you here whether we liked it or not. He brought you. Whether we're ready or not, here she comes, buddy. <laughs> God says, my time schedule ain't yours. I got a different schedule than you got. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So we're all having testimony. We can testify to the goodness of God in our lives. Amen. But God is not a welfare office. I'm going to go down to the welfare and get my check. (laughs) I'm going to go down there and get my portion of groceries this week. (laughs) I go ahead and laugh. I'm not making fun. I'm just being honest here. Hey, I know what it's like. I've been there. We were little kids living in Dallas over there. I remember the times we had to live on welfare stuff. I've eaten welfare cheese. Pretty good cheese. <laughs> you know, I've lived on bologna and potatoes and beans and cornbread. And if you get chicken, if, you, if you're lucky, you get chicken with it. <laughs> And my mother would eat the neck to give us the give us the, the better parts of the chicken. Bless her heart. She loved the neck. I said, Mom, why are you always eating the neck? So I just love the taste of the neck. Sure you do. <laughs> she wanted to make sure her youngins got the best better part of the chicken. That's what happened. But that's okay. She loved her family. She loved her children. So I know what it's like. But God is not just there. To give you welfare. Huh? And groceries. And fill your belly 
and to satisfy your flesh and make sure that you're always comfortable and have all, you know, all these things. He's just not there just for that. Somebody says, well, don't you believe God wants us to have everything we need? Yeah, I do. But what's more important, my body or my soul? My livelihood or my life? The things I have that tangible I can pick up and touch and have and enjoy? Or is it those things that He places within my spirit that is beyond the joy of anything of this earth? Those are the things. Those are the things that God desires to give. He will heal you. He will, do, he will deliver you. He will meet your need. He will, he will, he will. Because we're human, because we live on this earth, He put us here. We live in this, on this earth as God put us here to live. And He will see to it that all of your needs are met. Jesus was there when He came and He had compassion on the people because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And they were in so dire need. The whole world is in need. The whole world is hurting. The whole world is in pain. The whole world is sorrowful. The whole world is full of grief and trouble and woe. And when Jesus came, He had such compassion. Lord, will you please heal my son? He's full of the devil. Your disciples can't cast him out. Will you please do something about it? Jesus said, oh, generation. You adulterous generation. How long will I suffer you? Bring him to me. You see what Jesus addressed was not, well, you poor little thing, you... Well, you poor boy, I know how you feel. I feel sorry, boy. He said, you adulterous generation, how long must I suffer you? What did he mean by that? You're always seeking me because I can do something for you. You're always looking to satisfy your whims and wish. But you're not seeking me. You're looking for bread. But your God gave your fathers bread in the wilderness. But they're dead. Your fathers ate manna that God gave them miraculously from heaven in the wilderness. Yes, God fed them miraculously manna from heaven in the wilderness, but they are dead. God gives you the true manna from heaven. Seek that manna. Eat this bread. He that eats this bread, hallelujah, he that eats this bread will never die. Never die. What are we seeking? Oh, I wish I had a million dollars. God, will you give me a million? That's putting it pretty plain and simple, but we're all simple-minded folks, so I'll just put it out there simply. I'm simple-minded. God, give me a million bucks. Lord says, oh, is that all I'm good for? Is that all the interest you have in me? You want me to give you a million dollars? 
and you can't see it. again to contradict to deny to speak against God said I stretch forth my hands to a disobedient gainsaying people who always want to dispute with me they always want to contradict what I say we have people in the church today who want to dispute and contradict they want to have they want to have a you know they want to be elevated in the church. They want to be, they want everybody to believe that they're the smartest ones around. And don't dare dispute with them. They're ready to dispute with God. They're ready to deny what God says. Let me tell you something. Be careful what you may say, what God says. Be careful what you say against what God does. If you don't believe it, keep your mouth shut, pray, seek God, and let God reveal things to you. understanding and knowledge and wisdom and all that you need. He's the let me ask you this question. Do we seek him with all of our hearts? Or do we not? God says to the Israel when they went into Babylon into captivity in Babylon, he says you're going to go into captivity for 70 long years. 70 years you're going to go into captivity. And at the end of the 70 years he said, while you're there, you're going to get married. Your children will get married. They'll have children. And their children will have children. You will grow. And you will prosper. And you will, uh, you know, you will do well <coughs> while you're in the land of Babylon. <coughs> but after 70 years, when I bring you out, first thing God says, then you will seek me with all of your heart. Amen. 
you will seek me. Somebody said, well, I just don't believe what you do, Brother Bob. That's okay. Let me ask you this. Are we both seeking God yes. with all of our hearts? There's some things I don't understand. Sometimes I'm, I question. That's okay. Seek God with all your heart, and you'll find the answer. Can God lie? No, God cannot lie. He said, if you will seek me, you will find me. Jesus said, you're looking for the wrong thing. You're looking for the manna. You're looking for the bread. And you ought to be looking for me, myself. Me, myself, I. I can do anything. Bring your sick, bring your afflicted, bring your crippled, bring your blind. I can heal them all. I can do it all. But I don't want you just looking for somebody that can heal your blindness. I want to open my eyes of your understanding. I want to open your heart. I want you to see into the real world where I live. I know where you live. <laughs> My God. Well, I said, Lord, I sure am glad you're God because, Lord, you must put up with a whole lot of stuff. <clears throat> and the Lord looks, he just answers me back. You know what he says? No sweat. <laughs> no sweat. It's no problem. What God is irritable about. Just like Jesus when he was here. You seek me because your belly is full. Yes. But you're not seeking the bread that comes from heaven. You seek me because you got what you wanted. But you ain't got me. He said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. Brother, I don't care if you're crippled, blind, deaf, dumb, or full of diseases. If you follow Jesus, you're out of the darkness. Yeah. 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 Ah. It doesn't matter what condition you're in. Get in there with Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, where you come from. What you need is See, I come from a shouting family. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't know why I'm so loud. Kind of used to it, ain't it? All right. Get in line. Get behind. Come on over on his side. Join the team. Be a part of. Look for him. Don't worry about what he does. Don't worry about what he can do or can't do. That's right. When you get to know Jesus, you'll learn all about that. Yeah. You'll find out just exactly what he can do for you. Yeah. And you'll find out what's more important in your life than what you thought. Sometimes you find these things that I want as the most important thing in my life. God says, you ain't got a hint about what's important in your life. Well, if I could just do it, but God says, listen, there's so much that I want you to know. I'm alive, Jesus said. He says, when he tells the Jews, he says, walk in the light as long as you have it. As long as I'm here, I'm alive. Walk in the light as 
long as the light is with you. That's right. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not going to be with you forever. The light's going to be taken away. Yes. And there's not going to be any more light for you to walk in. But as long as I'm here, as long as I'm among you, as long as you see me, walk in the light. I tell you this morning, it's not because of the things that God has done for me. Physically, materially, financially, It's not because I was actually concerned about him. But I love him. Because he first loved me. I wasn't seeking him. But he came on purpose. Seeking me. I didn't necessarily reach out to him. At first, that he was reaching out to me. Hallelujah. That's the love of God. When Jesus came to this earth, God was reaching out to humanity. When Jesus came and walked among men, God Now, as long as he's reaching out, I'm going to reach out to him. Yes. If he ain't reaching out to me, I ain't got, no, I ain't got nothing there for me. Why is it that I reach out to Jesus because he's reaching out to me? Why is it that I call upon Jesus because he's already called upon me? Why is it that I want to believe Jesus because God has already spoken to me? And you and the whole world, God has already spoken. Yes. Why should we even bother? Because He did. Amen. Why does it be important to us? Because it's important to us. <coughs> Why should we set aside then what is important to God? If God thought it enough of us, if God thought enough of us and thought it important enough to do what He did, Hallelujah. why do we want to turn Him away? Why do we want to go? Why do we want to go the other way? I was found of them that sought me not, and those who did not seek me have discovered me. Talking to the Gentiles, the Gentiles didn't have the law, they didn't have the prophets, they didn't have the oracles, they didn't have Mount Sinai, and Moses, they didn't have all that given to them. But when they heard. When that word came to them, they reached out and began to find Him. God is not concerned about our little pet feelings. What we think about things You know, people will ask you, what do you think about this? What is your opinion? God's not really concerned about our opinions. Hello. 
And yet we put our opinions and our thoughts above everything that God said. What's more important to us is our opinion what God said. To believe God while we're truly, truly seeking Him with all our heart. Put aside your opinion. Put aside your defiance. Put aside your bickering. Put aside your dispute. Put aside your contradiction. Put aside your vain saying. And hear the Lord. He said, Lord, my heart is open. And I want to hear from you. I want to know you. God, I want to know you. Sometimes I'm praying. And the Lord has spoken in my heart. And he says, and I'll be praying. You know, and I'll start praying. And I'm really praying. I don't know how y'all pray. I pray when I'm walking. <laughs> I get on my knees sometimes. Yes, I do. Sometimes I'm flat on my face. But a lot of times when I pray, I'm walking. That's right. And I'm talking to the Lord. I, you know, I think, well, if I get to walking and talking here and praying and really get all, you know, you know, get going here, boy, I mean, God's really going to get God's really going to hear me. Mm. I mean, I really get in there and God's going to really get in there with me. Okay. You know what the Lord has just brought to my heart about that? Just you don't have to do that. Yeah. Just come to me yes, yes. like you come to anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except I'm God. That's right. I mean, God, God, yeah. God deserves respect. He, does. he deserves our worship. Yeah. He deserves to be honored as God because He's God. But God says, look, you, 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 when you walk up to a man and talk to him, mm -hmm. huh? Stand up, James. James, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. Oh, James, I sure hold on. James, you're a great guy. I sure can't stop getting through all we've been seeing. God, James, I mean, God, glory to God. James, you're just a great guy. And I'm glad you're here. Man, I hope you come back next time. He heard what I said, didn't he? But he's probably looking at me and said, What in the world? Huh? I walk up to him and say, Jane, how you doing, buddy? Let's see you, man. I love you to death. I hope you come back this time. I just missed you last Sunday. And good to see you. I know you love God and you see it all over your face. Now that means something when I look right at him and talk to him. Amen. Lord says, when you come with me, do me the same way. Don't act like that. You have to act a certain way and do a certain thing. Some, some way in order to get my attention. Did you got my attention. Praise God. You got it. Yes, Pay me that respect. Just start talking to me. Have a humble heart. I mean, if I sincerely believe that James is listening to me, I'm just going to walk up and start talking to him and say, "Well, see, he's going to hear me. He's going to hear everything I got to say." I give him that respect. Huh? If I walked up to if I walked up to Jane and I start hollering at him as loud as I can, I'm making him say, Oh, you must be deaf. <laughs> He's not deaf. You're not deaf, are you? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> More open ears. More <laughs> Open our ears, Lord. Yeah. God says, Look, I'm not deaf. 
Somebody said, well, what are you trying to say, Brother Bob? Is it wrong to pray? I'm not saying it's wrong to pray anyway. What I'm telling you is, God wants us to realize that when we come before Him openly and boldly and say, Lord, Father, I just want to talk to You because I believe You hear me. I believe You're there. And You're my Father. I'm Your Son. Here I am. Amen. I just want to talk with You. Yes. And when I don't know how to talk and I don't know what to say and I don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit can pray within me with groanings which cannot be uttered. Do you ever pray with groans? Well, I have. How many, you know, tongues tongue speaking in tongues, praying in tongues or speaking in tongues? I believe in tongues. I've spoken in tongues. A lot of times when I'm praying, I groan. Because I don't know what to say, I don't know how to pray, and my spirit just kind of groans. I just kind of, ooh. That's the Holy Spirit. Exactly. That's the Holy Spirit through your groans or talking to God and saying things to Him that your heart wants to say, and you don't know how to articulate that with your lips. Yes. God hears you. Lord says, just come to me that way. Amen. Seeking God. Coming to God, approaching God. Jesus said, You approach me because I give you all these things. You're not seeking me. You're not wanting to know who I am. You don't want to believe who I am. You don't want to accept me as Messiah, Savior, Friend, Lord. I'm just your part time. Position. <laughs> I'm your part-time miracle worker. I can change water into wine. You need some wine? Give me some, wine. Give me some water. I'll give you some wine. I'm more than that. I am. Jesus said, I myself. I myself am the bread that came from heaven. Yes. He that eats of me shall never die. I am that water. He that drinks of me shall never die. Yes. He that drinks my blood and eats my flesh God, can you do anything? Yes. God, are you there? Yes. But are you seeking me with all of your heart? When you come before me, what fills your heart? What fills your mind? You know, a lot of us get sick, and when we get sick, we get down, and it's a time to pray, it's a time to seek God, it's a time to ask for things. But I have found that even in the midst of my sickness, trouble and my pain and all. But as I pray, seek Him. Something begins to fill my heart and mind and it's not my pain. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I had enough of that. <laughs> it's not my sorrow. It's not my grief. It's not my woe. It's not my troubles and my problem. Suddenly, God Himself yeah. begins to fill my yeah. heart. Yeah. Suddenly, God begins to fill my heart. Suddenly joy begins to overflow. Yeah. And I begin to worship God. And you know what? That pain's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amen. 
Amen. God puts it into our hearts, Elder Bob, and He says, Behold, I am the Lord your God. Amen. And I supply your every need. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. That's secondary. We make, it, we make it first, we make it primary, but it's really secondary. And thirdly, God says all you need is just, just, uh, uh, just little benefits I give you. Yeah. But I'm the real deal. <laughs> you want hamburger? You want hamburger? I got steak. <laughs> Amen. You want any corn to be the cornbread beans and taters? He said, man, I got it. I got it. Hallelujah. I got a meal that you ain't going to believe. I got a gourmet meal. Food. Yes. Lord, I just want the hamburger. <laughs> Lord, I'm just satisfied with just having a little bit of this. Oh, Jesus. I'll give it to you. That's all you want. There's a lot more yes. for you. Yes, sir. Don't seek me because I gave you a hamburger. Yes. Seek me because I can fill you all with love. Amen. The good things of God. Stay with me. Is there nothing more we desire in Him than just bread? Healing is the children's bread. God gave them that bread from heaven, but they're dead. Jesus said, I am true bread from heaven. For the kingdom of God, listen, I'm going to say this and follow, let you go. The kingdom of God is not food and drink. The kingdom of God is not a miraculous feeding of the thousands and a few loaves of fishes. That's part. It's not just the food. It's the miracle worker. Jesus said, I, I do all these miracles before you and cast out devils. He said, the kingdom of God has come upon you. What's he talking about? He wasn't talking about just the things he did. He's talking about who he was. We love him. We seek him. We learn from him. We get to know him. We're filled with his love. That's the kingdom of God. Amen. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but what is it? Righteousness, righteousness, righteousness peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. Seek you first. Seek you first. And all these miracles and right. a few fall, a few laws and fishes will be added to you. Did Jesus come just to do that? Did he come just to open the eyes of the blind? Did he come just to make the lame walk? Did he come just to fill the empty bellies? Did he come just to do the miraculous that no man could do? No. no. He said, I came to die that you might live. Holy, holy. 
I came to save your souls and give you value. A value that is worth living for and worth dying for. I can heal your body and make you well. You go home, you'll be well. But that's not going to bring you to God. I can do all these miraculous things for you, but that doesn't bring you to God. He says, seek me with all of your heart and you will find me. You will find me. Can God use miraculous things to bring him to Christ? Oh, you better believe he can. Yes. Can God do these things and cause people to see? Yes, he can. Yes. But that's the whole purpose. How many want to see Jesus this morning? Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus, our Savior. Our Lord, our Master, you are our healer. You are our redeemer. You are our baptizer. You are the one who died for us and lives for us. Thank you, Father, for being here. Help us, God, to remember with all of our hearts, no matter what our arguments are, no matter what, our, what we contest or whatever we don't understand, that we not become rebellious and gainsaying but with an open heart, yes. we put aside our differences yes. and we seek you and we seek God together. And that you, Lord, will open our eyes and open our understanding and open, give us knowledge in Christ Jesus. Yes. And Lord, that you will enrich our lives, God, greater than we could ever imagine. You will enrich us. Yes, Lord. The wonderful things of God. And you will show us great things to come.